Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you tonight, God, for everybody that's represented on the phone lines, for everybody that's represented online, whether they're listening to the podcast or listening on Twitter or on Facebook or listening right here at Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash prolific fire. However they're listening, God, I thank you for blessing them. I thank you for covering them and for keeping them. And before I get into the message, Lord, I ask that you look upon everybody that was affected by 9-11, all the family members that remain. Look upon them and strengthen them and comfort them during tonight, during the rest of tonight, God. Look upon them and comfort them. And tomorrow, keep on comforting them, comforting them. God, even though it's been 22 years, I know. Grief ain't something easy to deal with. Grief ain't grief ain't easy to get over. So help them to get through it and let them know that we will never forget what happened. Comfort them and be with them in the name of Jesus. Now let's get into the message for tonight. I welcome each of you to Prolific Fire. I am your humble host, Property Stacey, just in case somebody's new listening in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The foundational text for tonight comes from John 10.10 from the NIV, and I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Also, Psalms 91, verse 16 from the NIV. John 10.10 is very familiar to us, but I'm going to read it anyway. From the NIV, it says, the thief, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's John 10, 10 from the NIV. Now listen to John 10, 10 from the New Living Translation. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them rich, them a rich and satisfying life. Psalms 91, verse 16 from the NIV. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now watch God work all this together. Tonight's message is entitled, It's Not Me. It's not me. God is going to work all this together. It's not me. God says, tell you, it's not me. He's not the one causing you to have thoughts of giving up. He's not the one in your head. It's not the voices you keep hearing telling you to give up, to let go, and end it all. God says, tell you, it's not me. It's not him causing you to have thoughts of giving up. It's not him in your head, the voices you keep hearing, telling you to give up, to let go, and end it all. 
Tonight's foundational text makes it, makes it clear. First in the NIV, then in the New Living Translation. It makes it clear who's really behind all that's been going on with you. It makes it clear who's really behind all that's been going on with you. First, John 10, 10 from the NIV says, The thief, not God, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That's the only reason he comes, steal and kill and destroy, to steal from you, to kill you, to destroy you. John 10, 10 from the New Living Translation backs up this concept and makes it even clearer. It says the thief's purpose is to steal and destroy. That's his purpose, to do exactly what he's doing right now in your life. Whatever he's doing in your life, that is the devil's purpose. That is the thief's purpose. But Jesus. Everybody under the sound of my voice say, but Jesus, but Jesus. Jesus is always a turning point for whatever you're going through. Why? Because Jesus wants you to live. Beloved, Jesus wants you to live. Despite how you feel, despite what you're hearing in your head, despite the thoughts that keeps coming to you or whatever you're currently facing, Jesus wants you to live. Again, God says, tell you, it's not me. He's not the one causing you to have thoughts of giving up. He's not in your head. The reason you keep hearing somebody tell you to give up, to let go, and end it all, it's not him. Therefore, I plead the blood of Jesus over your emotions, over your ears, over your mind, and over your eyesight. I plead the blood of Jesus over your emotions, over your ears, over your mind, and over your eyesight. And I decree and declare that the enemy you see today, somebody, the enemy you see today, the enemy that's attacking your mind, the enemy that's attacking your livelihood, you will see no more. According to Exodus 14 and 13 from the NIV, The enemy you see today, you will see no more. Somebody, you really feel like because people don't seem to love you, there's no way God could ever love you. You really feel, based on how people feel about you, that God could never love you because they don't seem to love you. But love, God is not like people. Hear me, God is not like people. But people should be. More like God, especially if you're professing to be a Christian. You're supposed to be more like God. You're not supposed to be like your neighbor. You're not supposed to be like the person around the corner down the street, a couple states over. You're supposed to be like God. But God, but, but people should be more like God because God loves us unconditionally. He loves you unconditionally. The Bible lets us know in Romans 8, 38 and 39 from the New King James Version. The Bible lets us know that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Again, that's Romans 8, 38 and 39, New King James Version. So you know what that means? You are the only one, hear me, you are the only one who can separate yourself from God. You are the only one who can separate yourself from God because he's not going to force you into having a relationship with him. That he will not do. He's not going to force you into having a relationship with him. Instead, the door of your heart, knocking, because he's a gentleman, he's standing at the door of your heart, knocking. Somebody, he's standing at the door of your heart right now, knocking, waiting for the chance to enter, to come in, to fellowship with you. For those of you who feel like you have no friends, I want you to know I came to Politify on tonight just to let you know, you, even though you feel like you don't have no friends, you have Jesus. You have Jesus. And he sits closer than a brother, according to Proverbs 18 and 24 from the New King James Version. Look it up. Next time you go to feeling down and depressed like you don't have no friends, look that script up. He sits closer than a brother, Proverbs 18 and 24 from the New King James Version. He sits closer than a brother, and he wants to come in and fellowship with you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will eat with him, and he will eat with me. Revelation 3 and 20 from the AMPC. But in order for him to come to you, but in order for him to come into you, in order to experience what it feels like to have a friend that's just closer than that brother you estranged from, than that sister you estranged from, in order to experience that type of friendship, that type of brotherhood, that type of sisterhood, you have to live. Quit thinking about dying. Quit thinking about quitting. Quit thinking about giving up. Quit thinking about ending it all. If you really want to get to God and want God to be close to you, if you want Jesus to come in and sup with you, one translation, King James and sup with you, if you want him to come in and sup with you, fellowship with you, if you want to experience him sticking closer to you than a brother, guess what? You have to live. Quit planning your funeral and live. Realize now that you have something to live for and desire life. Somebody realize now that you have something to live for. As a matter of fact, you got everything to live for. Realize now that you have something to live for and desire life. Jesus came. That's what he came for, to give you life. He came for you to live. And live to the full, meaning there should be no emptiness in you, meaning there should be no emptiness in you, because he came to give you life to the full. 
How can you be empty? Not when Jesus came to satisfy you with long life. Make it make sense. How can you be empty when he came to satisfy you with long life? He came to satisfy you with long life, according to Psalms 91 and 16. NIV. Satisfy you with rich life. That's what the, the New Living Translation says. I decree and declare life over you. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, I decree and declare life over you, a life that's full, a life that's rich and satisfying. Think about this with me. You know, if you're not new to Palestine, that I like to make you think. I think the word of God is supposed to make you think. It's supposed to make you evaluate some things and want to do better. It's supposed to point you to Jesus and make you want to straighten up your life and do better. So think about this with me. If that was really God telling you to give up, if that was really God telling you to give up, to let go, to end it all, if that was really God, why do you keep waking up every morning? Not only do you continue to wake up, not only do you continue to wake up, but God takes it a step farther. But you wake up with a new batch of, batch of compassion waiting on you every morning. But you wake up with a new batch of compassion waiting on you every morning. It should be enough that you wake up, but God is so good that he lets you wake up. He lets me wake up with a new batch, batch of compassion waiting on you, waiting on me every morning, according to the book of Lamentations. The writer starts off by saying, but this I recall, and therefore have I hope and expectation. It is because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed, because his tender compassions fail not, because his tender compassions fails not. They are new every morning, great and abundant is your stability and faithfulness. There's Lamentations 3, verse 21 through 23 from the AMPC. Beloved, God has compassion towards you even when people don't. Beloved, God has compassion towards you even when people don't. Therefore, you can wake up. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. Yes, you can wake up. You can wake up. You should wake up with hope and expectation. Just as it says in Lamentations 3 and 21 from the AMPC. You should wake up with hope and expectation, not because of people, but because God chose to wake you up. He didn't have to choose to wake you up, but he did. He didn't have to choose to wake me up, but he did. You, therefore, you, we both, me and you, we should wake up with hope and expectation because God chose us. God chose to wake you up. For a reason, and that reason, hear me, that reason is not depression. He didn't wake you up just so you can be depressed. Let that go. Shake that off. He did not wake you up just so you can be depressed day after day after day after day and and act like your world has ended. Hear me. God has something great. God has something just as great as the anointing that was on Elijah if not greater, in store for you. God has something great. 
something just as great as the anointing that was on Elijah, if not greater, in store for you. Want to know how I know? I know because right now your life is mirroring the same emotions and in a struggle he had. You're, right now your life is mirroring the same emotions and in a struggle that Elijah had in First Kings 19. He wanted to give up. He wanted to let go. He wanted to end it all. But God wouldn't let him. But God would not let him. And he's not going to let you do it either. He's not going to let you give up either. The Bible says Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. When he came to Bathsheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush and sat down under it and prayed that he might die. He sat down under the broom bush and he prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time. See how good God is? He wouldn't let him give up. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. First Kings 19, verses 3 through 7 in Abbey. Beloved, what you're facing might be too much for you alone. Beloved, what you're facing might be too much for you alone. But when you and God team up, but when you and God team up by the way of his angels, the devil is already defeated. When y'all team up, the devil is already defeated. Hear me. The devil will not win in your life. The devil will not win in your life. The enemy will not win in your life. Somebody say it with me. The enemy, the devil will not win in my life. He will not win in your life. So you might as well save God and yourself some time and get up. Get up out of that depression. Get up out of that sorrow. Get up out of that hurt and shame. Get up out of humiliation. Get up out of the get up out of discouragement. Get up out of it and keep going. Because God did not create you to quit. Get up like the prodigal son did. When he realized how low he had fallen, he got up and went back to his father in Luke 15. Psalms 51 and 10 from the AMP, the AMPC says, create in, me, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit, and renew a right, persevering, and steadfast spirit within me. Create in me, O oh God, a, and, and renew a right, persevering, and steadfast spirit within me. Pray over everybody tuning in tonight, next week, next month, whenever you're tuning in. That's my prayer over you. Whoever you are, that's my prayer over you. Because I do not believe that you're tuning in by accident. 
God assigned that you be here. This was a part of your assignment for today, for tonight to be here. That's why you're tuning in. So I pray this over you. I pray that God will renew in you a spirit that perseveres. I pray that God will renew in you a spirit that perseveres. You see, to persevere means you keep at something. In spite of difficulties, opposition, or discouragement, you just keep at it. You do not give up. Hear me, you do not give up. God will renew in you a spirit that perseveres. I pray that God renews in you a steadfast spirit, a spirit that is long-suffering. You just go through and go through and go through, but you don't. You're long-suffering. Renew them, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. They shall not die, but live. Help them, help them to appreciate life. Even though they may not have everything they want, everything may not be the way that they want. Help them to know that you still have a destiny for their lives, Father. Help them to know that there's a reason to hope for tomorrow. Help them to know that this is not the end. They shall not die, but live, according to Psalms 118 and 17, New King James Version. Father God, now, Father God, deliver those who have suicidal tendencies that run throughout their family lineage. Cut the devil off at the past. The spirit of death will not continue to be passed down in their family. No more generations dying young because of thoughts, because of voices in their head. I plead the blood of Jesus over their minds. The ages, the ages 13 through 18 is in my spirit. Therefore, I plead the blood of Jesus over the mind of the young people, 13 to 18. Father God, build your Holy Spirit and introduce them to salvation. Introduce them to the way to live. Through Jesus, the right way to live, the only way to live, which is through Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Not just for some, but for all. John 14 and 6, NIV. This concludes tonight's message. I pray that you are blessed. If you have a prayer request, you can feel free to send your prayer request to com. Send your prayer request to prolificfire.com, and I will respond via email. As there will be no faith on the line this Friday night, September the 15th. There will be no faith on the line this Friday night, September the 15th. But if you have a prayer request, just send it in to prolificfire.com, and I will get back to you via email. If you feel led to sow, Feel free to go to the website and so, or you can use the cash app. It's the it's the dollar symbol in the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. Written all together, the P is capital, the F is capital, and fire. Written all together, Prolific Fire, or PayPal.me slash Prolific Fire. I would like to thank all of you that are sewing. I pray that the Lord bless it back to you, a hundredfold, wherever you need it the most, according to your faith. Being unto you, Matthew nine twenty nine. To God be the glory. I'm out. Have an awesome night in the Lord, everybody.
God bless. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.